Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Can Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, back from traveling, is your co-host, Jim. I've traveled far and wide and returned from places unknown. Something, something. Uh, sounds like a Lawrence of Arabia-style movie. Uh, also joining us is your co-host, Spaz. Not a service, nor a commodity. Oh, and your co-host, Hunter. Yeah, I was bought. I don't care. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter's sold co-host out. is a service. Totally sold out. <laughs> I'm, I'm the DLC that you... <laughs> we pay him in Ethereum, or whatever that hell that cryptocurrency is. Uh, hey. Gold press Latin. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> But I want to be paid should, in Lent. Somebody should start like a Star Trek cryptocurrency. Yeah. Totally. Oh, God. So that it's going to be, be like an, uh, you know, like an energy-based cryptocurrency. Do you have any idea like how many people would jump on that mm-hmm. just to say they had it? I probably yeah, would got, buy a dollar. I've got, yeah. I've got, I've got 10 slips of latinum. <laughs> yeah. And then the other currency would be self-stealing, self-stealing stem bowls. Wait, what? Uh, let me just link this in stream chat. What? Because... Oh, um, no. Dude, we wish oh, I've yeah. seen well, this. I've seen this. What the hell is going on with this game? Like, it looks like something I should be playing, but it's like a, it's like a cryptocurrency game, so I'm not sure what the hell to think exactly. about. But, but it is... It, they do have the Star Trek license, weirdly enough. What? Or at least for part of the ships. Yeah. What? Hold, wait, hold on a second. What, what? is this? <laughs> Folks, our minds are blown. Hang on a second. It's called CSC. Uh, it's some kind of space MMO that's kind of... People are comparing it to EVE Online. But apparently the stuff you make in the game, you could sell for Ethereum? I believe, or Ethereum, or whatever that cryptocurrency is. Oh, like, that's weird. What is, so that's kind of like what? that's kind of like Nexon, then, where you can put money in but get money. Yeah. Well, what was what was that MMO that you can do that? It was uh, Nexon. No, no, no. It's something. It's called something else. Uh, no, there's another one. I mean, there might be two now, but um, it's that. Uh... God, it's gonna kill me. Already on a tangent, but that's okay. Yeah. Hey, so speaking of, uh, what was the streaming site that we found that you can actually get, like, oh, you can tip streamers yeah. and Bitcoin? Oh, God, so there's, right. There's actually, there's actually a streaming service where you can you can stream and get some cryptocurrency for oh, being a streamer. And being a... Entropa. Entropa Universe is the one I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But but that's made by Nexon, I think. Oh, okay. But but anyway, yeah, we were both talking about the same shit. But the uh, the interesting thing though is that streaming deal, right? Which apparently that's where PewDiePie is at these days. And uh, so it's like you get money, right? But if you don't draw money out of the service, then you actually like gain interest on it or something. Which it's kind of like letting them hold your money and they pay you for letting them do it or something, something. I, I don't quite understand it, but it's like, it's not their own private cryptocurrency. I think they're like tied into some other thing, but it's, 
I don't know. I, I don't completely understand it, but it's kind of freaky. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, hey this, this, uh, uh, this, this CSC game has a mostly negative review. Yeah, it it's not it's not looking great. I, I I keep meaning to reach out to them to see if I can get a review copy, but then I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. Uh <laughs> it looks so weird. It's it's folks, you can go see it if you if you're not following on the stream. It's it's a, it's just called CSC the Space MMO. It's on Steam for ten dollars. Apparently ten dollars gets you some kind of uh, like a booster pack with a new ship or something, and hey, it's got the Defiant, Brian. I know. Now you have to play it. Uh, how much grinding do I have to do to get the Defiant? I'm busy these days. Uh, <laughs> Does CSC stand for Crypto Space Commander? Yes. Is that what it actually stands for? Wait. Yes. No, it doesn't. If you if you, if you scroll down, it does. Yeah. Buy it, buy it, Crypto it Space does. Commander. Yes. Yeah. That that's pretty amazing. <laughs> wow. I mean, okay. And, and they partnered, they partnered with with uh, Star Trek. Uh, I even oh. saw the official post on Twitter um, supporting the game. So it's kind of a it's a legit thing that they are partnered with them for the ships that are in the game. That makes that makes no sense, like at all, like none. Um, so, what, the, sorry, I'm all over the place today. I guess the big Our news Our brains is are that, kind of broken. Oh my God. Not only that, but I'm it's just. It's been one of those days. It's, it has been. The stream issues threw me off and then the copyright thing threw me off. And then I spent an hour at Spectrum, which apparently is like the DMV now, which you can make reservations. Yep. Uh, yep. I didn't know, I didn't know that. I spent an hour at Spectrum trying to trade out my modem uh, because apparently I had an older modem with an Intel chipset that loved to have latency spikes and lag so I took that in there and they gave me a apparently nice new modem I, I looked it up when I got home with it apparently it's a pretty decent modem so yay um, it's got Doxis 3.1 and it's got a Broadcom chipset so those are things I wanted so yay uh so hopefully streams will be better, folks. Uh, starring tonight, I hope. Did you did uh, you tell them you're a famous internet person and that you need service? I I, I got yeah. to the I got to the customer service. I'm like, sir, I am a heavy duty video game streamer with thousands of subscribers. I cannot and afford dropped frames, sir. That's and not exactly. Well, you need to upgrade to the business plan because you're a business. So that'll cost you ten times more for half the performance. <laughs> See, I don't get that. Like, I don't understand. I um, I I pay I pay seventy dollars a month to AT and T for like a gigabit internet, and yet at my place of of business where I work, we pay thousands of dollars for fifty by fifty, and I'm just like, what? Yeah, so I think they don't want you streaming stuff. They don't want you streaming stuff. Maybe that's why they're just like you. Just have basic internet. We don't want you doing any Netflixing or anything. Well, I'm just wondering if it comes with a with a better SLA or something, you know? Because it's like we're a business, therefore we expect twenty four seven no outage, whatever. Which is bullshit because you know how often it goes down. Um, (laughs) Zing. It's true. 
it is, dude. There's I, I probably less quality of service on the business class stuff. Uh, you know, like yeah, it's it's interesting. So, but anyway, anyway, so folks, we have a topic that we came up with last week in our topic roundtable. We're going to talk about just something. Off, just off the top of our heads, we we don't. It, maybe it's topical. Maybe it's current. We don't know. Just it, it, I'd say it's pretty current because uh, Ubisoft is about is about to launch their own thing. Uh, did they launch it already? Everybody, or is it about to be launched? launched so right, so right. I. So games as a service, I, I want to throw this out there because this is sure. not just the gaming industry that we're we're seeing this with, right? We're seeing we're seeing AAS all over the place, like mm-hmm. anything oh, as oh God. a service. Right? Here comes the red letter media. <laughs> you saw that one, right? You know the best but, part. But the, thing, the thing was, is there was a point in time in their video when they were listing off all of these streaming services where I was like, I oh, wait. Is that real? I couldn't tell because it all sounded legit. I think it was all legit. I don't know. Uh, but the the thing that was funny, though, they were talking about, like, because Disney's got so many freaking streaming things going on that they were just like, well, at what point does Disney buy up Amazon Echo and Siri and then rename it to Mickey? And then you can be like, Mickey, what is the movie listings? Ha ha, hey! <laughs> Well, they were also they, they were also joking about the fact that uh, Disney all of a sudden bought uh, Exxon Mobil and Kroger or something like that in order in order for you to uh, buy groceries, you had to subscribe to them. Yeah, yeah, groceries as a service. Do a, do a background check and get groceries as. A, but like the 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 goofy thing about it is, is this whole as a service thing is going to eventually recycle back into cable packages yeah that's been that's been the whole thing is like you break it apart and then it comes back together in a worse form than you can possibly imagine yeah well here's 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 the upside and downside i'll get to the games part in a second but the interesting thing about the tv thing as a service is i i do think that there is a bonus to some of this for example HBO going as its own service and breaking its ties as like you get it through your cable company. Now that it's its own platform service that you can subscribe to, the the thing that I think is actually pretty clever here is is when a new show comes out, say like Westworld season three coming out soon, I can subscribe to HBO for what two months maybe, watch that season and then unsubscribe because there's nothing else that I want to continue to keep. Yeah, up you just with. you wait till it's over and then you binge and hail everything they've got yeah. and then you That's what a lot of people or, do with the Star Trek Discovery on CBS All yep. Access. They sign up just for that. They they a suffer lot of people to- just get a VPN and <laughs> There's that too. But um that's the other that's the other interesting thing too with a lot of these services they're coming out with their own unique content uh quote unquote unique content that uh it makes things interesting like amazon and netflix have been massively throwing money at original content um not all of it good no not all of it good that uh that uh yeah the katie sackoff thing jeez oh god that was awful and i feel bad for her man because i like her as an actor but that show was just abysmal 
Um, the 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 weird thing about the the show stuff is though is it's like there's so much content all over the place. It's just like cable television again. We're just like you're not you're not gonna have time to watch any of this stuff because instead of it being like, well, this show and this show are on at the same time, I'll just record one and watch the other one later. It's just like there's like 30 different shows that are out and it's just like, well, I've got to pick one to watch because I'm never going to have time to watch these other ones. Then you translate that into games as a service, right? Where, you know, I I've got the Xbox game pass and I looked at it the other day and I thought to myself, there's so much crap on here now. Like not like bad stuff, but like, there's so many games there's on so here. So many games on there. It's amazing. There have it's, been, it's there have been things I was on the verge of buying, and then I realized, like, oh, wait, I've already got that, because it's on the thing. Right, but, like, is there going to be an opportunity where I'm actually going to even be able to touch it? You know, with all of the with all of the backlog of games library that I've already got now, then on top of that, paying for, like, a subscription service, quote-unquote... Um, that's interesting. Now, there's there's two forms of games as a service, right? There's games as a service like Game Pass, right? You know, yeah. Xbox Live. Yeah. Then there's games as a service that is Stadia, which is trying to appeal to a market that doesn't want to have hardware. I guess. Well, I was also thinking of games. There's a third type which is the individual games themselves, like a lot of Ubisoft games, like The Division you were talking about earlier, which is, sure, you buy the game, but there's an online component where they keep adding to it, and it's kind of its own service. Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, there's there's that, too, where it's... Uh, they call it... Like, I guess they call it live services, okay. where... Well, well, in in the in the in the the screwed up thing with that is when they stop doing that, it's almost like you can't play the game anymore. It's very and, much like you can't play the game anymore. And that's and that's really where things start to get a little unfortunate, right? Because you thought it was bad enough beforehand when like, you know, you couldn't buy a game on Steam anymore, but it was still in your library. Um, you can like download it and install it, but so like you know, you got all these people that bought you know some of these old games. Like, uh, let's throw Star Wars Galaxies out there. Now I know there's emulated servers out there, but anybody who's bought Star Wars Galaxies on Steam back when it was still on there, still have that thing in their library, and it's just like it's like an item in their library that they can never touch again. Yeah. So. Other thing interesting with Stadia, right? This is another Stadia makes no freaking sense problem economically is like they they want me to buy into Stadia, right? So it's like what a hundred bucks, seventy bucks, something like that, just to get the controller and be on the service. And then I have to actually purchase the game that I'm gonna stream. So I'm paying a subscription to play games that I have to buy anyway which completely breaks the whole service model that everybody else seems to be going for, which, which would be, uh, uh, what EA there. <laughs> I can't say their name. It's like the curse. Uh, yeah. EA's doing it. Ubi's doing it. Microsoft's got it going on. I don't know who else. Right. But, the, but it seems like every publisher that has their own store is basically going to do this. Um, so it's like, Hey, here's, here's like all of our games. And you pay five bucks a month 
is the price from Microsoft, right? So I think everybody else will fall into that. Uh, EA is what fifteen a month for the premium thing, and yeah, I wonder like how mad some, they are. I wonder how mad Origin is because they were doing that for a while and no one cared. Uh I thought their thing was five. Well, I guess. Maybe no, they have they have two of them. They have two of them. Like the five dollar. Yeah, they one got is, two tiers. Yeah, they got two tiers. Yeah. You want to play? You want to play all of our old stuff, or do you want access day one to the new stuff? Oh, you know what's mm-hmm. interesting? Because that's just like that's just like the uh, the streaming services for shows. We're just like here's all the current. But if you want the old thing, it's like here's here's like you know Universal's archive. You have to subscribe to the archive service for all the old stuff. Also Weird. very strange. But yeah, um, so so that's the problem Stadia faces basically is like there's an upfront entry cost plus a subscription cost, and then they want me to purchase the game. So that's a triple shot, and it's never going to happen. It's it's fail before it even starts. That's you know, it's doomed. So it, it's it'll just be a non-starter. Like much. you know, from a technology standpoint, it's impressive, right? Where I can I can understand it like in home like if I'm doing in home like you know I've I've successfully in my house streamed my Xbox to my phone or my Xbox to my Nvidia Shield. Some people are like, well, why'd you do that? Well, you know, for example, I got my Xbox by my computer because that's where I play all my games. But mm. you know, if I want to lay in bed and like you know play something before I go to sleep. I've got my Nvidia Shield TV in my bedroom, yeah. and I can stream my Xbox or my PC to to that. Yeah, but this this bullshit that Stadia is wanting to do is right. like That's Sony though, has been it. Sony has been doing this for four years already, so so it's not new, well, right? Like yeah, yes, yes and I, no, yes and no. So so Sony, so Sony has been doing the in home streaming stuff like what. Um, Microsoft is doing now. Sony's been doing this for a while. No, no. I mean the $20 Sony pass where I can that, play all the old PlayStation 2 game. But, but that's different than Stadia. This is the, like that, that's them downloading it to you. Like that's not streaming. So that $20. No, 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 affirmative. no, no. Cause I can play this, those things on PC. I can open a browser and play like last of us in a window on my PC right now. But that's not streaming it to you, though. Right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. So there's there's PlayStation Now, which is streaming to... Right. Uh, that's, what, that's what I'm talking device. about. And then there's PlayStation Plus, which is a separate service. Yeah, but PlayStation Plus is just like the the internet access pass, and then I get a couple of free games, too. So right. not, not really... But I'm talking about, like... I can play a PlayStation game anywhere because I, I pay $20 for PlayStation Plus, and it'll 20. play at 720p It is the top resolution, but they've been doing that shit for like four years. So, so this, hold on this a Stadia thing's not new. So hold on a second. Well, I know Stadia itself is not new. They're just implementing it. Yeah, and Sony, of- Sony and Verizon are getting together on this whole PlayStation uh, PlayStation. Uh, Whatever the hell it's called. PlayStation Now is PlayStation the Now. Service. Yeah, so then they're getting together with Verizon because they're looking at having a mobile carrier involved in it. And then it looks like Microsoft is also going to be involved in it because Microsoft is going to provide the cloud infrastructure through Azure if they're not already. 
So yeah, which is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's it's one service or another kind of thing, but um, yeah, it's interesting, right? And, and then we're seeing the Microsoft Xbox logo on the Nintendo now, which is an oddity. So I'm just wondering, is is that going to become a streaming service as well? Well, from every every indication that I was looking at, the the they were saying that it's to unify your like uh, what do you call it your activity i guess so everything carries over so your achievements and all that kind of stuff yeah <clears throat> so like if you i uh, i guess if you're playing a game that's on both things like those achievements carry over or something like that or your your same mm-hmm. community carry and so it's like it's like the Xbox community not the Xbox like stream it's not like you're they're not going to put halo on that right now where microsoft would make some money from me is if they said hey guess what all of our backward compatible shit 360 and xbox original and and whatnot um for you know like the xbox game pass you're paying five a month if you want to pay 10 a month you get access to the entire pre xbox one xbox catalog as well and we'll stream that shit, but it's already like back compatible anyway. So if I had an Xbox one, I could play it any damn way, but I'm not purchasing the individual titles, right? I, it would just be a, an on demand, but on PC, cause I'm running windows 10. I am also running the Xbox operating system, right? So there's really no reason that I shouldn't be able to just download and play that stuff. Or am I wrong? Because it's Windows 10 both places, right? So I, I'm I'm kind of confused as to why I even need an Xbox. I should be able to buy Xbox games and just run them on my PC, not have to stream them. That's 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 technically not true, but yeah, I, I know very very close. I I think it's it's the hardware thing because they can't say like, oh, well, anybody with a PC running Windows 10. Because Windows 10 runs on some serious potato ass machines, right? So well, it's it's like, well, if you had if you have an NVIDIA card that's of the current generation and Windows 10 and this CPU, then you have an Xbox on your desk. Well, so so here's so I want I want to kind of clarify some terminology here between between uh, some of these services we're talking about streaming is one thing which which I did not realize that the PlayStation Now was streaming. I thought that was actually downloading a local version of that you were playing. Right, which but it's in fact cloud rendered and then delivered. Okay, so that so that changes that for 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 me on that one. But when it comes to the Xbox stuff, so the 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 Game Pass stuff and like the the cross-platform play is not actually streaming. Right. So what? So that that's actually downloading to your device, and you're playing it locally on your device. Right. And the, but the difference is that they're not giving me access to a library of stuff. They're just saying, "Hey, you can buy these titles individually for twenty bucks or whatever," instead of going to GameStop and hunting for the used bin version. Right. But then there's also what's coming out, which is the the X Cloud, which is what's going to be Microsoft's version. Of the streaming stuff too, which is what they're which is what they're going to get into. Wait, what's that going to have on it? Well, it's it's just going to be like Microsoft's version of Sony's PlayStation Now. 
Which so, I guess would be streaming the legacy stuff then, because that's what PlayStation Now is doing. If they get Crimson Skies, I'm I'm in day one. That's no, exactly no the title I had in mind question. when I was like, no question. But, but the but the but the but the point I'm wanting to trying to like cut across though is is game streaming from the cloud as a viable option is just not a reality in my mind, especially not on like a consistent basis. Because it's going to be those one-off games that you might play, right? Like, when you look at bandwidth usage compared to, you know, say, like, streaming television, like, how much it takes to actually pump a game to you, if you're if you're looking at, like, Stadia or PlayStation Now or xCloud or whatever streaming service that's delivering game content to you, if you're not already paying for a subscription, like a like a high end bandwidth usage internet plan, it's gonna kill you because they've well, already not done only. some of the numbers. And like so, someone like in Spaz's position, where he's out on the West Coast, you know, he has you know not just the West Coast, but like I'm just saying, in places like on the West Coast where Spaz is, like they they throttle your internet or they significantly reduce you know, like, what you're allowed to have, or they charge you overage charges. Based yeah, I was going to say data you... caps. Yeah, I, I have data, a data caps. cap of one terabyte a month. Which and, which is uh, how many hours of a game on a streaming service. I would like Okay. Uh, oh, it goes, it goes beyond that, though. It goes beyond that, because if I go above that, I get charged 50 bucks for every 10 gigs. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 here's, so, but, so here's the numbers, here's that's the numbers the thing. on this. Here's the numbers on that. It it allows you to play a game for one hour every other day a week. So uh, let me just add one more thing uh, regarding PlayStation Now is that they did change it so that you can download any PS4 or PS2 game in, in the library to your PS4. Wait, so what? you can actually download and have them locally. It's got over 800 games on the service right now. They do add more stuff regularly. I haven't subscribed to it myself, but you can download any PS4 game that's in it or any PS2 game that's already in the, the library to your PS4 play locally. So there is that. Yeah, I just think I just think twenty dollars is so freaking steep. Like that is that is insane. It yeah, is it's, a, it's yeah. pretty insane. Like, if there's a couple of games that I want to play, like, you can only play so many games, right? Look at our backlog. It's going to come down. It's going to come down. I well, mean, it has to, but, that, yeah. but that's the thing is, like, okay, I'm paying $20. I could own one of those games every month for that price, right? So, especially the, the old stuff, like, yeah, the old... PS2 games, those are, you know, like $5 a dozen if you go to the right store. So, eh, nah. But the, but it's the data cap shit that's got me, though, because that's like the Stadia thing, right? And then let's, let's look at, oh, well, you can play Stadia on your cell phone. Uh-huh. And what's your data cap on your cell phone? Well, I get three gigs, and then I'm paying $15 a gig thereafter. So it's going to have to be like that Microsoft and Verizon or and and Sony and Verizon hookup thing, uh, that's going to be the deal, right? Because it's like, well, you have to pay for all your bandwidth unless you're watching YouTube, and then we give you like YouTube for free, unlimited or whatever. So then it's going to be like, well, you got to pay for all your bandwidth unless you're playing PlayStation games, and then it's all free, right? There'll there'll be some special deal 
that that gets around the data cap. But if you're on Cox, then well, you're on Cox. Sorry. Hmm. I would um, move, dude. If, if I if I had to be on Cox, I would like pick up my house and just move because <laughs> unacceptable. I mean, that gets into the net neutrality debate again, because that does relate to, you know, you can you can use our service that we that we provide, and then you can get around this cap. Yeah, is is that uh, asshole still alive? If so, yes. why? Yeah, he's yeah. he's doubling. Mm. He's he's continuing to double down on stuff. But he, I bet um, I bet he travels with body doubles and and like three limousines and nobody knows which car he's in because I'm sure there's a lot of people that want to shoot him. So I, I was looking at the game, list of games on PS Now, which is pretty extensive, but there's just there's really one game I care about, and that's Midnight Club Los Angeles. And that's not on here. That makes me sad. So if I want to keep playing Midnight Club LA, I hope my PS3 doesn't die. Wow. Do you have an Xbox 360? I do not. Not yet. Well, too bad. I would send it to you. I I do plan to get one at some point, you know, just for the couch co-op. But, but yeah. But I I don't know how I feel about some of these services. Like, PlayStation Now is clearly a ripoff, I think. But $5 a month for Microsoft's thing? That's that for some reason that's a diff- that's a no brainer. You know, you know what's funny about that though, Brian is yeah like, because I already had because I already had um, Xbox Live through like the end of next year. When I got their their extra stuff, it actually gave it to me through the end of like twenty twenty one or something. Son like of that. a gun, that's nice. Yeah, it was pretty impressive. God, that is nice. That is really nice. And there are great games on there. I've been playing the heck out of Crackdown three. Which is super fun, especially when you play as Terry Crews. That's a blast. <laughs> yeah, I've been playing a little Crackdown 3 as well. That game, I don't think, got as much discussion when it came out as it deserved. Because people were like, well, it's just like Crackdown 2. It's like, or Crackdown 1. I think 2 wasn't as good, right? But but the, no. they're like, oh, it's just like the other Crackdowns. And it's like, well, that's great, but I don't have the other Crackdowns. So if this is as good as that, then this is pretty freaking good, right? So it, it kind of got downplayed because it wasn't like it didn't like up the bar and it's like, Hey, it's here and the crackdown one ain't. So therefore <laughs> if it's exactly. as good, then it's as good. Yeah. I've been finding it a blast. It is really a good time. I love how it doesn't take itself seriously at all. And uh, I'm, I haven't played Astroneer yet, but I'm gonna cause it's on there and I keep meaning to. <laughs> we got to play that together. We really do. If we assuming that it works with the Steam version. God, we have to try that at some point. I don't know when, but at some point. But it's like I kind of faded on Astroneer really quick, right? Like it was the okay, like I build all the stuff and then I could leave the planet I was on and then land on the next planet and then build more stuff and and it's like okay, this is the loop. Uh, okay, and then you know, like something else got me at that point. I got squirreled. But it's off a of it, Zen loop. It's very much a Zen loop sort of game. 
Yeah, it's a game where I wish that pieces of that game were in other games that I play, but I don't want to go back and play that specific game. Hmm. It's just like, hey, hmm. can we have these features from that game over here, like maybe in No Man's Sky? That would be nice. Um, but, yeah, it, it's I, I don't know. There, there's something there's something that ain't there for me in that. It was it was very interesting, like for the first 10 hours. But then I was just like, well, the next 10 hours are going to be just like the first 10 hours. So. Yeah. Well, they've added a lot to the game since the last Launch. time you played it, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, because I played yeah. it at 1.0, and it was like, okay. Because you go, you you like unearth and then light up those monolith things, right? Like the big machines. And you have to power them and then fire them up, and then you get like additional blueprints out of them or something. And then th- it's like I got to the second planet, and there was another one up there. And it was like, oh, yeah, same thing again. But it was harder to survive up there, right? Because it's like you got to take stuff with you, but you can't take too much with you. So it's mm. like. So I, I want to address some things real quick, just running some numbers. So Eisen, Eisenberg mm. asked, he was talking about in uh, the chat here, in Eisenberg 1977. He said uh, game streaming uses more data than watching HD TV show because I, I was saying like it's an hour every other day. Um, I exaggerated a little bit on that numbers, but I am going to break it down a little bit for you because I was just running the math uh, based on some of Google's own estimate. Because um, Eisenberg's thought was, I, I just thought streaming games was basically the same thing as streaming to an ADP show uh, to your computer with very little data needed to send what you are doing with the control. So the, the interesting thing here is... Uh, Google's minimum bandwidth estimates say that for streaming 720p games using approximately 4.5 gigs per hour of gaming with the 4K 60fps option, if you go that route, will cap uh, um, stretching to uh, um, 15.75 gigs for every hour you play. So if you go with the lower tier of 720p gaming at a roughly four and a half gigs per hour. And you look at something that has somewhere that has like a data cap of say like a terabyte of data, like spaz has right. Not including anything else that you use your data for. You get about 33 gigs a day total. For a thirty-day month, if you if you break out a thousand terabyte, you know a thousand gigs by thirty days, you get about thirty-three. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's how many hours of games. So if you, this is by the way, this is thirty-three a day. So if you're doing the uh, four, you're getting two, you're getting two hours of gameplay in a day, and you're not doing anything else. You're not watching Netflix. You're not doing Amazon Prime. Like you're doing nothing else. Uh-huh. Yeah, not don't not downloading any new games. I mean, you're. You're doing yeah. nothing else. So, like, when you run those numbers, so if you lower that down to the 720 and you get four and a half gigs per hour, you're still going to bump it up to some tight stuff, especially if you've got other people in the house. Like, that's, yeah. So, if, yeah. if you're looking yeah, at places that are up. rural or data capped or anything like that, like, you're, you're in trouble quickly with this. So well, with- basically, if you've got Comcast, you're on a one terabyte data cap unless you pay fifty bucks a month to make it unlimited. Uh, fifty bucks on top of what you're already paying. Yes, exactly. Right. But but in yeah. my case, it's far far cheaper to pay that fifty bucks than to pay the overage. So yeah, okay, you got. 
Which is why I pay for the unlimited stuff with with AT and T, right? Like I pay for their, I pay for their unlimited gigabit plan, right? Yeah, because you're on so, like fiber, right? And then it's like, right. oh, I'm on fiber, but I got a data cap, and but I don't. There but I went. don't th- right. Yeah, but if you didn't pay f- to get rid of the data cap, correct? I'm sure correct. you would, right? So yes. you would blow that data cap out in like 15 minutes, like the first 15 minutes of the month, you'd be yeah. like, and it's gone. So, yeah, so it seems goofy to have gigabit and then a data cap because holy crap. And then you look at, like, other countries, right? Like, you look at other countries, like, according to Speed Test Global Index, Australia's fixed bandwidth average at the time of, like, some of these tests that went on, I'm I'm looking at IGN's test, was 38.54 megs. That's 57th in the world. Compared to 119 megs of the USA, which is seventh, and 61 megs for the UK, which is 41. So well, at least we're like, not at least we're not dead ass last in the world. Well, like we're on a well, lot of- well, I'm just talking about like with the USA and the UK being like the top two like countries that are probably going to be aiming like for Stadia, you know, uh, subscriptions, like. You know we're above the minimum, but like you look at something like the UK, they're they're. It's just it's just interesting to me, and and, and it's like, yeah. yeah. We paid the highest rates for the lowest quality of service. How about that? Well, are you, ta- are you talking well, about medical care? Oh, sorry, <laughs> video game. I, I was I was specifically uh, talking about internet access. Oh, I'm, well, I'm just talking about everything because we do well. So Eisenberg, that is insanely high, and how is Stadia expected to survive with that? The 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 the, the issue that's going to come into play with this is one, it's Google, um, which you know they're known for starting up things and then then stopping them all the time. So I'm which really which is another thing because I'm going to purchase games, right? Sixty dollar games, and then Google's like, yeah, we're turning that shit off. Bye, and then it's like, wait a minute. Where's yeah. all these sixty dollar titles that I purchased that I can't I, access? I I just can't I just can't fathom buying games that reside solely in the cloud that I can only use with that server. You know, with with something like and you know, someone could easily point out Steam, but like with Steam, I can easily back those up, right? Like I can download those, back those up, burn them to DVDs if I wanted to. Like I I've been given, like they give me the tools. If I if I so desperately feel like I want to try and keep something, they give me that power. Right. Yeah, like, unless it's unless it's an MMO sort of thing. Yeah. Or, if, well, but then we're back to, through. but yeah. then we're back to like as a service type games. So I because I I think there's there's two as a services right. So we've been talking about like a streaming service, a, a game delivery service, right? Yeah. But if you look at the other kind of game, which game as a service like Destiny or you know na- you name it. Right, like uh, Division Two, that's game as a service because if they shut that server off, you ain't playing Division Two anymore. You're done, right? So uh, even if you only play it ever single player, it's still game as a service. Elite, if they shut the servers down, you're done. Um, all these things. So that's the other game as a service. That's the one that makes me twitchy because that's a thing that the game for as many games as we go back and play. Uh, like with that Exodos project, right? Where you, it's like every yeah. DOS game ever. 
uh, yeah, well, hey, guess what? Those are all games of service. They don't exist. It's it's like there's no way to start it because you can't connect to the whatever, right? And and <laughs> it's it's just silliness. Um, and but that's see that's the thing of of like the EA model of hey, FIFA 20 is out, so FIFA 19 is end of life now. So if you bought that, you got to buy the new one, and all your all your money that you put into microtransactions doesn't carry forward because you have to start your team anew in the next year's version, right? Which is the other insidious nastiness of the microtransaction economy is that your microtransactions don't go between iterations of the same game. So that sucks, right? So they've, they've figured out how to, how to get you to build the same deck of Pokemon cards over and over and over. Because well, well, remember when they said that that mobile was going to kill the console market, and yet this year alone was probably the best the console market's been in a long time. Yeah, like, but but console market has embraced the mobile monetization as well. So well, it's kind I of think I think I, I think the entire gaming industry has. I can't. I, you can't just say it's just the consoles. But two K is doing their goddamnedest. To get loot boxes yeah, illegal, but that that that's stu- that stuffs that stuffs on PC too. Oh, I know, but uh, I'm I'm just GTA I'm just online. <laughs> yeah, and and soon Red Dead Online is going to be that, and all the things, right? But no, that that uh, the audacity, I guess, is a good word for that whole episode that went on with 2k games and their basketball i think it, there was a video game shown at some point if you looked if you squint <laughs> past the slot machine and the roulette wheel the, and the pachinko the, machine the, the pachinko machine my god the pachinko machine it was loud. i was like what yeah it's, um, it, it's just like uh that, that was like let's make opening cards exciting you know it was it was just like wow we've opened a box of of booster packs kaboom Wow, isn't that cool? Kids, give us the money. Like get your get your wallet hot <laughs> cuz here it, it comes. It's all about the Skinner box. Yeah, absolutely. It, that is, that's it. But, but that's the boldest that I've ever seen where the advertisement was 70% Skinner box and 5% video game in the background maybe. And and then the rest of it was just guy on the couch very excited about the Skinner box. Um it, and it was it was just like okay if nothing else can be used by the legislators to to just make that like the poster for banning this shit that commercial that's all they need just just be like okay we're going to show you why this shit needs to go roll it and they just show the 2K commercial and then okay let's go vote like watching that 2K commercial at first i was like hey this is a great joke like someone gets it this is yeah it's like it's like the onion made it oh no yeah it it was so bad that i swore to god it was a parody i i thought man the onion made this this is amazing and then it was like oh no they're serious oh yeah then 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 you realize which youtube channel put it out and you're just like hey oops whoopsies yeah but then again it could be their strategy like maybe maybe they are trying to make something so offensive that it will destroy that marketplace because it'll hurt EA a lot more than them. And that's their primary competition, right? Is they need to kill EA to get the sports licenses because EA fucked them over so hard for so long. 
<laughs> maybe this uh, maybe this is like the knife in the back. It's it's like, yeah, we'll get you guys. Yeah, I um you look at games as a service from that regard and you just go like where where did things go wrong and it's just like the like the lowest amount of effort for the maximum amount of I mean when you when you make essentially like simple slot machine games like that that just rake in all that cash cuz you look at you look at what FIFA did for EA and you're just like you, you look at those numbers and it's just out outstandingly just disgusting Oh yeah, you can't you can't dispute like billions of dollars. It's like there's no incentive to to like clean up your problem because God, it's profitable, right? So it, it's like we can't stop doing this regardless of how we feel uh, until somebody forces us to. Well, because, because how do you how do you explain to your stock people like, oh yeah, we decided that that was a moral problem and we're not going to pay you the giant dividends anymore. Well, between between the shareholders and then the lobbying side of things, that's where it gets really murky. Yeah. Well, you know, in, in some companies, though, actually took a step backwards and their stock prices went out. I'm looking at Blizzard. Yeah, people that out. decided, hey, we're getting out of that. Well, the, the the whole the whole Blizzard thing was is they they put out WoW Classic and their start stock price, but I think I think uh, a lot of people are pointing to the fact that they haven't had anything come out this year, and so this was their their desperation for like, and even though they announced it a long time ago that they were going to do this, like it, it it to finally come out to like actually help them because they've been they've been mired in some controversy as of late too. I just blame Activision for the whole thing. Yeah, the the thing with um like Overwatch, right? Um Overwatch still makes money, but I don't know that Overwatch is a growing thing. I think it might be maintaining or bleeding out slow, but I don't feel that Overwatch is, is like the growth curve of that thing has ended. I'm not looking at numbers, but I just get the feeling, you know, it's like I don't I don't feel that that there's people just flooding into Overwatch, like you know, oh god, I just discovered this. It's amazing. Um, so yeah, I it, it's like all that business stuff is driven by growth, not maintaining. So they need something that actually grows. So I guess if the if the WoW Classic thing um, shows like, hey, we got X number of players to return. Maybe so, but this okay. So this brings up another thing: is game as a service is uh, it's customer engagement, right? Because if you want a residual from me as a customer, if you want me to stick to your service and not bounce, you know, service to service, or just say, "Hey, I got in there and I played the game that I was interested in, and now I'm I'm out for a year, and I'll come back next year when the new hot thing is out." Um, so if you want to keep me engaged in it and it, it, even if a, a thing that doesn't cost me money all the time like let's use destiny right so destiny is going through this transition where they're going to go from the blizzard launcher over to steam and are they making like everything that's in the game right now is going to be free because i i saw like they're going to transition all of my stuff but it didn't say like yeah we're going to also transition the the dlc no, that you bought your licenses every if if you if you read it carefully all of your licenses are moving over 
Oh, okay, shit. but it, the stuff whenever whenever it comes over to Xbox is all that DLC just going to be free and it's free to play at that point, or are I, they going to? I don't I don't know about Xbox, but like it, they're it, not it, Xbox. I mean Steam. When it when it gets to Steam, I don't yeah, think I have to buy that game again. No, you don't. You're no, like, I mean, all of, all I'm, no, I'm saying had I never touched Destiny before. I think that that's going to just be like, welcome to Destiny. Here's all that oh, shit yeah. that everybody... Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The base game's going to be free to play from what I understand. But right. New... But base game will probably include all the DLCs I, up I till now. I don't know. But if you already owned it on Blizzard and you transferred over, you're going to get all of your stuff, like all of your characters, all your assets, your progression. Right. But, but the that's the thing on. is... But that's the thing is like I, I spent... Like people that bought all the DLCs and didn't get them on sale are probably two hundred dollars into that game at this point. And then it's like, oh yeah, we changed platforms and we just made that two hundred dollars worth of stuff that you guys bought free. And uh, but now everybody that's gonna start at that spot, then from here on, you and the new players are all gonna have to pay as you go because they're gonna put an expansion out every X months anyway, right? And so that, but that's the point of the engagement thing is like, you have to keep me playing the game because if I wander away from the game and I get interested in other things or my friends all go, cause they're very community focused things, right? Like, Hey, what are all my friends playing? Well, I come home from work and all my friends are playing destiny. So we log into that and we play, you know, that's our game. So I'm still there. I'm paying attention. I'm interested when they come out with a DLC. If I have faded off and I've gone over to somebody else's game as a service and all my friends are over there, they could put a DLC out and I don't give a shit. You know, it's like, yeah, I'll catch that on sale, whatever. I don't I don't have to be here for it right away. So the problem with all these game as a service things is that they have to maintain constant um, engagement with their whole user base. Right. And you're not paying a subscription. So you don't have that thing like with wow, where it's like, man, I'm paying 15 bucks a month. I need to be in there playing that. Right. It reminds you, it's like, Oh yeah, I'm paying for that. I need to be engaged with it. There's, there's also the logic and I'm not saying that people are logical because we're not as a human race, but like when, when you, when you think about the, I'm, I'm going to, I'm paying this $15 a month because I want to invest in this. I'm investing in something that I want to do. It was the same thing with Eve online. Like for me, like when I was playing Eve really hardcore, mm. that was the, that was the only thing that I was playing because I was putting money into it. Right. So but like, were you also in a sunk cost trap with it where you're like, well, I've already paid for it for the month. So I'm going to pay, I'm going to get my money out, right. By being engaged with it. And then it's like, some, well, I played it all last. Some, sometimes, but there, you know, like there was also whole like weeks where I was just like, I would only like maybe log on like once, depending on what was going on, because I'd already invested so much that it didn't matter when I logged in. I just knew I was going to. Right. But did um, you ever look at it and say, I haven't logged into this for like three weeks or a month or, oh, but my subscription's still active. Let me turn that off. Right. Or, is it a thing like, hey, my subscription's still active? Oh shit, I need to get back in and play it, right? So that so that's no. the thing. Do you kill the subscription when you're not there, or does it make you return to the game because the subscription is there? It de- it depends on the game. So like with Eve, it didn't really matter for me because I was paying for six months at a time on the character. So like on on a single account, right? So yeah. So, like, if I left for, like, a couple months, my skill queue was already stacked up. So even if I didn't log in, something was happening. 
because I already uh-huh. paid for that six months. And, so and that's perhaps a genius thing of their business model by making it you don't have to be engaged with the game in order to advance. It's just remain subscribed. And sure. you get the benefits, but, right? So, but you so, get and, benefit, and they you got get the you benefits to, of well, hold on, you get the benefits of being able to like do more stuff. But like, if you don't know how to use that new stuff that you've got, then there's really no benefit there because you have to kind of because the meta is always changing. Yeah, right? but they got you to engage for a six month commitment at a time, right? right but, they but, do, they don't have also, to worry about you. They don't well, have to be like we have to entertain this. Months. You have to remember, I was paying for six months on that one, and then three months at a time in my other two. Right, so but, like, but the point being, if you paid them six months in advance, then they don't have to keep you as engaged and entertained as a person who's paying month to month, right? And then if you're not paying anything at all, then it's like being paid forever in advance. So then they have to somehow get you to remain engaged because if their income is just microtransaction shit, or buy the DLC, or combo of both. If you're not there in the game, then they can't Skinner box you, right? So they have to keep your ass in the game. So it becomes much more difficult, because for you, it's like, okay, six-month commitment, whatever, don't worry about me, I'm, I'm here. You got well, you know, here's, you know, here's, here's the sick part about this. You ready for that? I actually quit game, like Eve. Like, I, I've, I have officially decided not to play. I still have, like... 50 days left on my main account. Yeah, but you didn't clear your skill trees, though. I just, I just, I handed over all of my in-game assets to a buddy of mine, and I said, here, go play, have fun, and I, like, logged out. I haven't logged back in. Really? But did you at least fill your skill queues up before you left? Because you got... Yeah, I had, you know, like, I had, like, I had, I had, like, three years on my skill queue or something. Oh, yeah. Dear Lord. <laughs> But see the skill queue thing. My, that's more my, genius. My, it's like my, I have to... my main my main character was like 120 million skill points. Yeah, but that's the thing, right? Is like I have to stay subscribed because I'm 120 million skill points into this, and if you stop because the clock does not stop, so if you quit paying, then you fall behind forever you, behind the guy that know, didn't quit you wanna, paying. You want to know how CCP is trying to retain people in the game right now? They are literally giving people free SP like every single day. They've been giving out tons and tons and tons of skill points for the last like two months. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite literally nuts. And and that's all that's due to try and keep people engaged in playing by giving away all this free skill points because they know and they're not saying it, but they know people are not happy with the state of the game right now. Well that's the and, reason why I left. But it also converts a beta into an alpha. Because if you hit the skill point cap, right, it's like, ah, oh, they're giving away all these skill points, but I can't use them because I've right. hit the cap. I need you to give them money. Into Omega, yeah. And, yeah, I'm doing it right. So, so it's like I go from a free account to a paying account because I have maxed out my skills, right? So it's like, oh, I farmed all that free shit, and damn, it put me over the line. Now I have to convert, or I'm stuck here, right? So... Also, maybe not the dumbest thing. It's kind of sly, right? It's like, hey, we're giving you this free stuff. Yes, but the free stuff tees you up for like hitting the end game of the free. So it's kind of like, no, we're actually forcing people into a paying situation, but they're doing it more subtly, right? Where you get a game that's like uh, 
name any game that's a game as a service where they put an expansion out, right? Well, I don't have the expansion. Well, you can't go. You, you can't go in this dungeon. Why? Content. Yeah, it's it's like it's it's gated, right? I'm running into that, like like you said. You know, I spent all week in the ESO, uh, and I run into shit in ESO. It's like, oh yeah, you can't go in that dungeon because, but you could buy it in the Crown Store, or you could become a monthly subscriber and just have all the things and not have to worry. And then I looked at the price of the dungeon in the Crown Store, and I'm like, that's twenty five bucks. That's crazy. It's like, wow, one dungeon, twenty five bucks. Mm, no, nope, that's fine. It, like, if I had exhausted every other bit of content in the game, but if I was in a guild and they're all like, dude, we're going on a raid, we're going in this dungeon, and it's like, oh, I don't have it. Well, if you want to come with us, you better pull your wallet out. So it uses like social peer pressure kind of thing. Um, but it's also well, a problem, that's, right? That's because the same, what that's if- the same. That's the same issue that Fortnite was having. Where it was just like all these, you know, these parents were getting mad at at Epic because their kids were still in their credit card. Well, yeah, because you gotta because you gotta wear the banana suit or you get your ass beat in school. It, true story. Yeah, it's it's weird. Uh, Fortnite is a is a really interesting psychology experiment that I hope people are really documenting because. That, that data will be very, very interesting about you give something away for free and then it's cosmetic only. But what is the pressure to consume for cosmetic things? It's apparently well, I'll, quite I'll high. Toss this, uh, I'll toss this link into the stream chat. It's a GDC talk from earlier this year regarding ethics within the game industry. And it's really interesting stuff. Is it a really it's, short it's very, talk? No, no, it's it's oh. honestly a, it's an like interesting a, like a, like talk. a TEDx. <laughs> well, TEDx. it's it's the awesome thing about this is it does cover things like loot boxes and how those are implemented. The um, the coverage of dark patterns within a gameplay loop, where people get so so into this this. A negative loop that they're throwing money to try to escape from a problem by making it worse. That sort of uh, uh, knowing that it, that certain patterns, certain certain uh, behaviors are. I I don't want to say addictive specifically, but they have some similar features to addiction. They play on the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, chemicals in the brain, and then feeding into that. Again, this is this is really interesting stuff. It's worth a so watch. Are they trying no. to make it worse to the breaking point so they can get out of it? Is that what you're saying? You know, you know what's interesting about all this, though. Before you answer that, is it? It, it reminds me. Uh, you know, it's 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 like the casino thing with the flashing lights and and the winning sounds, and it's that it's that uh, rush of endorphins that says, hey, <clears throat> look at this cool thing that I can do. You know, it, it, it hauls back to, like, early Call of Duty and, like, Modern Warfare 2, where, like, each time you'd level up in a multiplayer match, it would, like, play this, like, riffing guitar metal, like, and, like, it, it was all hype and excitement. It was just like, woo, leveled up! Yeah. It gets, it gets you engaged. 
in that excitement. You can't wait to reach the next level, and it keeps you playing because you gotta play for the. I need the sound. I live for the sound. Give me the sound. Right. So whenever you hit max level, they let you prestige. So you and then you start. You keep. Yeah, it's exactly right. And it's only been amplified by the state of like you know the the DLC, the the microtransactions, the instant gratification. I I, I've never understood other than in the context of what you just said, the impetus for somebody to hit max level and then give all their cool guns away. Just be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna start back at zero again. Just take all my toys away that I broke my ass for umpteen hours to get just so that I can put like a plus one next to my name. Bro, what? bro, bro, I've prestiged seven times, bro. Seven times. Wow. It's like, wow, Jesus, y'all right, dude. Uh, <laughs> Wink over in the Twitch chat is saying Warframe is especially good at all of this, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, if but Warframe guys... is inoffensive. Um to me at least. They they don't piss me off with it. And I okay, so there's there's like some Warframes that I kind of want, right? But I've got all but the last couple that they came out with, and I've never really paid for a Warframe other than the Prime version. Um, but it's like, yeah, I can. So it's it's interesting because they have an internal trading economy in the thing, so I can buy a little bit of platinum and I wait. And they'll give me like a, the game knows, right? Like I've been disengaged from the game for months and then I come back and of course, without fail, uh, on the, on the random, like, uh, the slot machine that it runs, like what, what prize will you get? Ding. You get a 75% off coupon every time without fail. If I take a couple of months off, you know, and, and that's the only time I'm going to see one of those too. So it's like, okay, well, uh, I could, I could go there. And if I spend like $20, that's the equivalent of actually spending like $60. And then I could buy like a whole bunch of crap. But if you buy it from their store, you pay a lot, but it's like, okay, well, I've got this prime and I can grind for it, but there's this one part for the prime. That's a bitch to get. Right. And it's like, I've got, I've got like two of the three parts that I need that third part. I just cannot get it. So instead of going to their store and buying the whole prime, then I go to uh, warframe market and look for who's selling that one piece that I need and for how much. And they'll generally be selling it for like 20, 30 plat where that's a 10th of what the frame costs. So I can, I can fill the gaps for a 10th of the cost as, as if I, instead of going in there and just doing like a no effort kind of thing. But also if I go in there and I just like throw them 20 bucks, right? Like, Hey, here, here's my yearly like 50 bucks into Warframe or whatever. I don't feel bad about that, right? Because I'm under no compulsion to do it. Because also, I ha- I'm in a guild that's got a shit ton of people in it. And somebody in that guild has the thing and will probably give it to me for free if I wanted to just ask around. But eh, I'll give them a couple of bucks because this game's it's cool and, and it's free. And they deserve it, right? So... I don't begrudge them that because I don't feel I, I have so many options to not give them my money 
that it's just like, eh, sure. All right. I'll, I'll give you guys this time. Right. Um, but other games, I don't feel that way at all. So it's, I don't know what it is about Warframe, but I, I guess because they've given me so many options to get around their system that I don't mind the system when I do choose to engage with it. Because I, I just don't, it's not like Fortnite where the only way to get the banana suit is to buy the banana suit. And if I don't buy the banana, yeah. And other thing that these games do in the matchmaking shit, right. And we found this out like what, a year or two ago, whenever the patent got leaked out online <clears throat> where they were talking about like, okay, we're going to use the matchmaking system and we're going to look at like who doesn't have the cool thing and we're going to pair them with people who do have the cool thing what? and we're going to make sure that every time. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, the banana suit is really hot. I, I don't even, I'm, I assume there's a banana suit in the game. How could there not be? So um, the banana suit, it's the hot shit right now with the kids. So this guy doesn't have one. So I'm going to make sure that every single time he drops in his teammates wearing the banana suit. Oh my God. And then he, he can't stand it anymore and he's going to pull his money out. And and they're totally doing it, dude. Dear Lord. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, well, I can't win. Why? Because these guys keep one-shotting me. They've all got better guns than me. Why? Well, because the matchmaker keeps putting me in here at a disadvantage for, like, X number of matches. And then it'll match and let me win one so I don't just walk away. But then it'll put me back on the frustration curve again. And I realize, like, these guys have way better guns than me. I need to get one of these guns, and then I'm competitive, and this bullshit will stop. And it will. If you buy the thing, then it will continuously match you against people that are weaker than you so that you feel overpowered. Like, I spent money, and look at this, man. I'm the king shit now for a while. And then it'll be like, okay, now let's start, like, overmatching you again and make you suffer until you like pull your credit card out and buy the next cool gun. Games also do that. That's a, that's a call of duty thing specifically because really? that was Activision's patent. Yep. That is so lame. Yeah. That so they've so turned, lame. they've turned the matchmaking thing from being like, we're going to put you with similarly skilled people so that everybody has an even chance. Now they play the odds of who we're going to match you with to, to like, keep you a little frustrated, but not so frustrated that you quit. And then, and then whenever you buy something in the online store, you will get a tangible boost in your matchmaking percentage that you're going to just, for some reason, just get matched against people you beat. Remember, remember when you played games and the more you played them, the more it just unlocked stuff like this instead of having to buy. And so you oh, were re- oh, yeah. rewarded, you're rewarded for your gameplay rather than your credit card. Oh, you mean like with the greatest game of all time, uh, SSX Tricky, where you had to unlock <laughs> all the fucking tracks and all the outfits and everything, and you couldn't buy that shit? You had to play the game? And yes, yes, I do. Well, SSX Tricky isn't the only one, but yeah. Yeah, it's the right. only one I 100%ed. Well, well, but like, yeah. Well, I mean, like other, like I was thinking, uh, and the irony of me saying this, but like the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is like this. You know, the more you play it, you level up. The more guns you unlock, the more stuff. But like, 
you didn't have to pay for anything. You, you know, you did get that that ding, that satisfying ding of level. Yeah, and up, and but... if you actually prestige, then you actually got gold guns. So it was like my gun looks bling, right? But you couldn't buy a gold gun. It's not. But now the new one, it's like, hey, there's a skin that's in a box, and it's a gold skin that I could buy, which completely defeats the the whole coolness of having one, right? Because at that point, it's just like, I got lucky on a slot machine. It's not like I actually had to prestige my shit up. I've put 100 hours into this game, and I have the gold AK to prove it. No. But the but the best was the gold Desert Eagle from Scum, because that's the <laughs> only time in a game I've ever actually shit a gun. <laughs> I don't know why they chose to do that, but Wait, it's what? hilarious and epic. What happened? Yeah, you okay, so it's a game where you actually have to pee and poop, right? And what? after they put a patch out and the next time you pooped, your guy pooped out a golden desert eagle. And it was like, wait, what? Ow. <laughs> What's that on the ground? Ow. The eagle has landed. Oh, oh god. Damn. Oh. But yeah, oh, so well you should have gold desert eagle. And it was it was like wow. the greatest of That's... memes. Um and so, it, I don't particularly mm-hmm. like the game, but that was amazing. So going back to I've I'm sorry I haven't been around much. I got these got a series of texts about some family stuff that I have to deal with. Um, so, what services are you guys like most excited about? Like coming either that are out or coming down the pike. Because me, I'm really excited I, about the the Microsoft one, and I'm excited about the Ubisoft one. What were you going to say, Hunter? I'm I'm looking forward to Pornhub above Limited. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in all honesty, I think you know, even though Sony has definitely like kind of taken taken this console generation by storm with their PlayStation 4. I think I think the end game that Microsoft has pulled has been pretty strong and them coming out of the woodwork to be not just the Xbox game studio but it's just their Microsoft game studio. It's like it's when they say Xbox it's it's all for their their ecosystem, whether it's PC or Xbox, it's it's all being worked on together. So their their Game Pass, not just for Xbox but for PC as well. All of the the work that they're doing to bring a lot of stuff to the PC, like all of the Halo stuff, for example, is just the fact that that's happening. The fact that they're willing to partner and work with companies like Valve to put their games on Steam to work with companies like GOG to integrate their platform into GOG's platform officially. Microsoft's services and their willingness to partner and their willingness, and, and the fact that they're also trying to gobble up a bunch of devs, them and Sony are both doing that, a um, bunch of developers, to me says that they're trying to actually focus on providing for the gamers what the gamers really want rather than some, you know, trickery of whatever to try and get people to pay them money. I think they finally realized that they're going to start getting more money by providing the services that the people and the fans are actually asking for. And from a developer point of view, um, I would say go watch some of the dev diaries of the Rare guys when they talk about building Sea of Thieves, which 
that game launched, it wasn't all that great. And then I've gone back and played it now, and it's pretty good. Um, but the rare guys talk a lot at, about like, uh, well, we made this game, we made that game, and now we have to pivot to this game as a service model, right? And and they did a lot of talking about that whole, like, how do we keep people engaged and, and whatever. But also their game was like flagship of the the Microsoft like subscription thing, right? And uh, yeah, that was that was like when that game launched. I think they launched the whole like games as a service Microsoft pass as well, right? Like same time, so that was like game number one on it. I would like to know uh, if the way that people primarily consume your game is by paying five dollars a month, and then there's like a hundred games on the service. Do they split that $5 a month across a hundred games? And that's what the devs get every month or who gets what and why that. And I've never had anybody actually, well, it's, it's probably like way too young to even answer that at this point. Um, but I would like to know is, is how do the devs get compensated? Because is it still worth it to make a, a like $20 million game or whatever? if the only way that it's actually going to get consumed is, is on a subscription service with a hundred other games and you're not selling discrete copies of. And it also like really fucks up your, uh, your sales numbers, right? Like how do you, how do you go back to your board and say, yeah, we sold X copies of this game. It's, it's like, no, well uh, the service that we're on has X number of subscribers, but we don't know if they're playing our game. I would hope they'd have detailed tools to tell developers who's playing what. Yeah, but I don't know if the developers get compensated based on that because it's like, hey, Mm. I could get a game, I could get a game in the Microsoft uh, subscription thing, but nobody plays it. Do I still get paid? Do I get paid as much as somebody else? I think I think it would all depend on what agreement that they have at the time with. Because here's because here's the here's the thing that kills me. So you want to talk about you know games as a service, uh, Epic's Game Store, right? They had acquired an exclusive deal to have Metro, um, whatever the new Metro Exodus. game is, on their service, exclusive mm-hmm. on PC for like six months or to a year or something like that. Yeah, but then, but then Microsoft swooped in and put it on the Microsoft Store so I can still get it on PC and I can play it for free on Microsoft's $5 a month. Right. H- how that happened is just like insane to me how that kind of works because it's no longer an exclusive, but it's still an exclusive deal. Like it's it's really goofy. Yeah. So did you read that Reddit post that I linked you to the other day? Because that was super interesting thought that the guy. Oh, about Epic? Yeah. Yeah, the Epic deal. Because it's basically, it's not that we're going to beat Steam up, but we're going to take away one big launch title from Steam every month or every two weeks, right? And yeah, Steam makes a lot of money, but Steam's, when, when you look at like Steam gets a big release and then 2,000 pieces of shitware, if you take that big release away, then all they got that period was 2000 pieces of shitware. So you're, you're doing some serious damage 
to Steam on the whole like new release sale thing because because you are snatching well like uh, Control right they took Control away from Steam which is a great game and it's selling a shitload of copies and I'm sure that Steam really wishes they had that thing but they're snatching it away and if you if you look down the Epic Store of other things that are coming that. Uh, I have had wish listed on Steam, and then suddenly it's like, ding! Oh, it's over in Epic now. Um, th- I think it's no mistake that Epic employs the guy that ran Steam Spy, <laughs> right? Because they can look at wish lists and things and say, hey, th- this is this is what people are craving. So let's go, let's target these particular titles because we know those are going to be like indie titles that are going to be very performant. So we don't want Steam to get those. And then it's also the thing like Tencent owns a good chunk of them. And we just saw the announcement. 40, 48 or 49%. Yeah. So, so the thing is that Steam just announced, hey, we're going to start up Steam China, right? And it's going to have like 40 games on it or something at launch. So it's not really going to compete with the American Steam you know, we're we're not going to see like all the Chinese customers go to that, but it's going to be a foot in the door. Um, honestly, I don't understand why they don't just start Steam China and then have the whole damn catalog over there, or what the Chinese censors well, will allow, or there, whatever. There's yeah, there's a lot of Chinese censorship. I mean, just look at uh, what is it? Um, yeah, but the Chinese, uh, the what Chinese was, what was that game. It was uh, the the siege, or or what 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 was that game that was called? Um, God, it's Rainbow crazy. Six Siege, and they had Rainbow to change Six the po- Siege. They had to change the artwork on the walls, well, and people what got I, What I don't understand, though, is like, are you are you are you allowing these people to play on the same server from the east and the west, or like, like why is it not just why is, yeah. why is so, it not like why is it not like you know the old Super Nintendo and Sega days where it's just like Mortal Kombat on the Super Nintendo had green blood. Mortal Kombat on the Sega so, Red Blood. So part of that, part of that goes down to uh, uh, Chinese cultural censorship laws. Um, okay, I'll yeah, give but, you a, but, a good example. You can have, you can I'll have give you a great example. You can have a Chinese version and an American version. Just when the Chinese guy downloads the game, he gets different art. He doesn't get a skeleton. So, and I so do. here's here's the thing is. Uh, Part of the reason why there are so few games, I'll go to this first, is the the way that uh, the Chinese culture ministry handles things. When it comes to movies, there's only a certain number of movies that are made outside China that can be imported into China for for the year. Uh-huh. Um, and it used to be 10 movies oh, wow. per year. So when um, Star Wars Phantom Menace had come out there it bombed not because it was a bad movie or because it was a star wars movie it was a it was a western movie where people hadn't seen the original movies because they weren't carried over there in into wide release so people were looking at this thing and they didn't know what the hell it was because well because they hadn't seen the original, so they didn't have any sort of point of reference for the the story. Um, same thing happened later on when uh, the the newer Star Wars 
the new trilogy had released over there. They, a lot of people hadn't seen the previous movies because only certain – it's up to, I think, 40 movies now get imported from outside of China. So that list gets really, really narrow to what they'll allow. Right. So they're only they're only going to get the super blockbusters at that point because if if they can only get X number of movies, they're only going to get the X top performers. They're not going to see any kind of like middle. Right. Right. And and the that's uh, that's carrying over from what I understand into the the gaming side of things. They really want to limit how many games that are made outside of China to be brought in. So it's yeah, but, not just, oh, you can only release X number. It's it's just a censorship thing on top of that. Yeah, that, but if you go on Steam now, there's a shitload of Chinese games. And then the that games that aren't from China, the Chinese people are commenting on, like, hey, we need Chinese translation or whatever. So, so clearly they're coming to American Steam and consuming the titles so they're not restricted from that so now that they're going to have a chinese internal steam is does that imply that there will be restriction against consuming from the other main platform or, or that, what? that I is don't, a difficult thing to answer i'm not entirely sure i just don't understand yeah, Tursh, why they uh, need Tursh an internal YouTube version it's Tursh on youtube is saying it's uh, something like 44 to 48 yeah it's gone up a little bit uh it was i thought i thought it was 48 last count so I was close. Hey, sorry. Quick tangent. Did you guys did you guys see the latest Star Wars trailer? Like the extended thing from D twenty three or whatever it was. Uh. Uh-uh. So, I did. So the the goofy thing about that trailer was is there's like half the trailer is all like footage from all of the other movies, but the order in which they show all that footage in is kind of funny because they show it in movie release order. So instead of it being like it's building up to this and starting with like episode one and like because they're like it's all come to this, they actually start with like episode four, five, and six, and then they go back and show footage from one, two, and three, and then yep. they show footage from seven. And I was just I was busting out. I was like, even 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 in this uh, uh, trailer that's showcasing the old the old stuff leading up to the the finale, they're they're showing it in movie release order instead of chronological order which i thought was kind of funny anyway just yeah, the, the greatest thing about star wars trailers lately is when spaz linked the star wars trailer set to the cats soundtrack and i lost my shit <laughs> yeah that was good because <laughs> it worked and it was beat for beat dude i i cannot explain how that trailer lined up with the other trailers music unless there's just a trailer formula that X number of seconds in, you have to have an explosion, and then X number of seconds in. Well, have you guys seen the cross comparison for all three of the new movies, where every single like a um, teaser trailer that's is beat for beat like the same, like it's the same patterns. It all starts with somebody breathing heavy, it and and I got luscious screaming over me. They all have asthma in the new Star Wars. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting. There's there is some kind of a weird formula out there. Yeah, the calls the, are coming from inside the Death Star. The Emperor and his CPAP. <laughs> also, did you guys see the controversy of the new? Sorry, I, I've took us taking us on a weird weird tangent. But did you guys see the controversy over the new Star Wars poster? 
Yeah, because it's the Palpatine on it. It's not actually Ian McDermott. It's a toy. It's a. They took a toy and they 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 stenciled it. What? Yeah. Oh, the new poster looks like some some kid like used Photoshop and made it. Like it's not. And then someone on Reddit found the found like found a Emperor Palpatine toy and did like a side by side comparison to the poster and the toy's face. It's the same. It's the same thing. They took a shot of this toy and used it as the Emperor's face, like shadow in the background. For uh, they just for don't. Movie they just don't give a frack, do they? They just don't care. <laughs> I, I'm I'm really curious about the new one because apparently they're gonna have a space version of Burning Man, so I gotta see what that's. <laughs> oh my god! I hope it. I hope it's like the the Zion scene in the Matrix. That'll make all the sense. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. Zion, hear me. Oh. oh. Yeah, I put it in the admin chat. I'd forgotten entirely. Toy versus poster. I'd forgotten entirely about that Zion nonsense until just now. I really wish I <laughs> kept forgetting about. It. Oh god. It's like we need like a sweaty twerking scene in the middle of this movie for no reason. <laughs> no, they need to start dancing like they do in uh, Star Wars Connect. Just have a big dance party for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> Star Wars Connect is actually a just magical silliness. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that that happened. Oh, yes. Be the trash compactor. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap it up. It's been an hour and a half. I think we wrapped it up 30 minutes ago. We probably did. I I'm, I apologize. I had um, my one of my wife's best friends. Her mom is like going through some real crap in the hospital right now, and because I'm underemployed, I can help take care of her. So that's going to be take my, her a cat. That's going to be my day tomorrow. Uh, no, no, she already has a dog. That's that's probably a bad idea. Um, show show her the Star Wars cat trailer. <laughs> yes. That'll cheer anybody up. We'll probably watch a lot of things like that. Uh, so, folks, uh, just to have some programming notes real quick. Tomorrow on the stream, uh, because MechWarrior 3 hates me, we are going to transition to um, Mission Force Cyberstorm for our mech stream. I got my retail copy working in a window on Windows 10. It works great. It works better than the GOG version, actually. So uh, I'm really excited about that. Uh, Thursday for our LAN party, we're going to be returning to Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, next week, we're going to do Gene Shift, because that had a huge update recently. So we're going to be doing that on next week's LAN party. And on next week's um, podcast, we're going to talk about sequels that just haven't happened. And we want to know why. So that'll be our topic for next week, which is another topic we came up with last week. <laughs> so yay! Leading, leading up to the big three three hundred, where we'll be yelling Sparta a lot. Um, and at Hunter's suggestion, I wrote a script for an outro. I really did. Uh, so here it is. Space Game Junkie is brought to you by our beloved Patreon patrons over at Patreon. If you want to find out how to support Space Game Junkie via Patreon, Patreon, and other ways such as merch or affiliate links, head to Space Game. Ga- ba- 
I have a script. I'm reading from a script and I can't talk. Head to SpaceGameJunkie.com and click the support link. We also love channel subscriptions, follows, likes, podcast reviews, and comments if you can't spare some coin right now. So thank you so much for watching and listening, and I'm sh- I promise this episode will go up in the MP3 feed sooner than the last one. It's been a weird time right now. Uh, uh, but thank you so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you next time.